This is the Joyful Weight Loss Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Wells, MD. Listen in each week, and I'll share from science and scriptures that encourage you in how to cultivate healthy habits so you can lose extra weight and gain more health while cultivating joy. Be sure you are following the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, let's dive into this week's topic. Hello and welcome back. I hope that everyone has had a great week. Um, This week, I am going to talk a little bit about the liver and about um, something that you might have heard about called fatty liver um, and specifically one type of fatty liver disease because there's several different things that can lead to fatty liver disease and several different types of fatty liver disease. So I'm going to talk today primarily about the type of fatty liver disease that results from metabolic problems. Um, and this kind of fatty liver disease, which has for a long time been known as non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, but recently has been renamed officially to instead of reflect reflecting what it's not caused by, because, you know, it's been called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, they've actually changed the name to reflect what is a contributing factor to the disease. So I'm going to talk about that today. I'm going to talk about what is the contributing factor there and what the percentage of people in our country that, that struggle with this is and how it's gone up and what the problems are what causes it, you know, and just also talk about what the healthy liver is supposed to do um, and what kind of lifestyle changes will support um, having a healthy liver. So we're going to get into all that today. This information is for educational and informational purposes only and solely as a self-help tool for your own use. I'm not providing medical, psychological, or nutrition therapy advice. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat any health problems or illnesses without consulting your own medical practitioner. Always seek the advice of your own medical practitioner and or mental health provider about your specific health situation. For my full disclaimer, please go to www.joyfulweightloss.com forward slash disclaimer. So let's talk for just a minute first about what a healthy liver is designed to do. Um, basically, one of the things it does is it's it's a really um, well-designed filter. So it basically cleans, sort of cleans out um, different poisons, different um, metabolizes, different drugs and medications, um, as well as um, clearing alcohol from the body. So the liver kind of cleans things up in that sense. Another thing it does when it's healthy, it produces bile and bile is something that helps digest fatty foods. Um, It's, you know, when, when bile is made, it's stored in the gallbladder. Um, But that's, that's an important um, item produced by the liver that helps with digestion. Um, Not only that, it helps with um, synthesizing proteins, proteins like albumin, um, which is necessary for the body to function normally. And it also helps to store vitamins and minerals. So those are kind of, that's a very brief overview of what a healthy liver does. Um, Now, what happens? What is this fatty liver? Uh, it sounds weird, right? When you first hear about it, like you don't, you think about 
you know, having extra fat and carrying it on you. And you don't really think about your liver first most of the time. Well, unfortunately, the liver, the hepatocytes, which are the, the functional cell of the, litter, of the liver, can get, can get overrun with fat. Um, and when this happens, a lot of things can go wrong in the liver. So, you know, if too much fat builds up, basically there's inflammation, which um, can cause a lot of complications and it can cause changes in the cellular structure of the liver itself. Um, now, and I'm, I'm going to get into a little bit later, you know, what, what kind of ways can we eat and move to help prevent that. But let's talk a little bit more about what happens when this kind of abnormal fat builds up. So, you know, first of all, a small amount of fat is, is, is normal in, in the liver, just a small amount. But, but when you get too much fat in the liver, you can end up with inflammation. You can have damage to the hepatocytes. Those are the liver cells. And the function can be impacted. You could have a problem with producing the proteins your body needs that the liver normally produces. You could have a problem with um, cleaning out different um, drugs and and metabolizing different poisons. Um, you could have a problem with a lot of things as this kind of disease progresses. Um, and, you know, you've probably commonly thought of people with liver disease as being people who struggled with excessive alcohol intake. And that, you know, it used to be that that was the main cause of liver disease um, outside of infectious diseases that um, people faced is people would have alcoholic fatty liver disease. And that was the most common. Well, now we're at the point where we're at about at least in, is you know, even six years ago in 2023, it was noted that up to 30% of Americans and Europeans have what was then called NAFLD, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So up to a third of the developed world, apparently, seemed to have problems with excessive fat to the point that it was causing problems in their liver. Um, so this isn't good. What are the problems? What are the symptoms? Well, there's there's actually four stages that can happen when you end up with um, this kind of fatty, fatty liver disease. The first stage is where there's just a buildup of fat. Um, it doesn't necessarily hurt you at that stage, but it's there's too much of it there in the liver. Once that happens, um, it progresses. If it continues to progress and lifestyle changes don't happen, um, inflammation will occur. The cells start to become unhappy. Um, there's potentially some inflammatory markers that go up. Um, and then you start to see in the next stage something called fibrosis, um, which is basically like scars starting to form in the liver tissue. Like, you know, how you see scars on your skin? Well, your liver can kind of scar up if the fat builds up and the disease progresses. Um, you'll still probably have in this stage, a lot of the functions of the liver will still be working. Okay. But once you progress beyond this, you're having some pretty widespread disease where the scarring becomes permanent and liver function is impacted. And it's pretty severe and you cannot go back from this final fourth stage. Um, and, and that's when you see the liver starting to fail, the function starting to fail. Um, 
so those are those are kind of the four stages it progresses through. And early on, you might be able to reverse the fatty liver disease and heal it by changing lifestyle and and increasing exercise, making some adjustments in the diet that I'll talk about. But once you progress to the final stage, um, people can and not everyone does progress to the final stage. But if if that is you know, what happens, then it could be a situation where somebody needs to have a liver transplant to be able to survive it. So it's pretty concerning, um, pretty concerning how high the levels of this are currently. um, And definitely something to take the time to understand. So what are some of the risk factors to developing um, fatty liver disease? Well, overweight, carrying extra weight, um, having obesity, carrying significant extra weight, definitely a risk factor. Um, having insulin resistance, having, um, you know, basically you've discovered that your body cannot process sugar properly and the, you know, your insulin doesn't really get your glucose down how it's supposed to and your body's not functioning properly to process um, carbohydrates like it's supposed to. Um, that, you know, is you know predecessor to type two diabetes, insulin resistance and type two diabetes both increase your risk for NAFLD. Well, what was called NAFLD? That's what people call it for short. By the way, I don't know if I said that, but non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is often shortened to called NAFLD. And again, I'm going to tell you what the new name is soon and tell you why. Um, the next is high cholesterol, high triglycerides. These all tend to be risk factors for this disease, as well as official metabolic syndrome. Um, other things that can make the risk higher would be if you're getting older. Um, however, children are at risk for this kind of liver disease as well, especially kids that are consuming a ton of juice, a ton of sugar in the form of beverages. That really increases the risk more um, if that's going on and somebody has the genetic predisposition. Um, definitely something to be aware of. Um, certain medications can also increase the risk of developing this. Um, other, other insults to the liver, like an infection, um, um, like hepatitis infection could increase the risk, um, and other, other diseases and other issues as well. Obstructive sleep apnea can increase your risk, um, certain toxins, and then there's some rare genetic conditions that can also increase the risk. So, if this is something that you're concerned about, or if your doctor is concerned about it, um, there are blood tests that can be done, and there are very specific um, liver enzymes that can be looked at to see if they're elevated. And that's if those are elevated, your physician will go down a series of tests to see what's behind that elevation. And then um, on physical exam, they could look to see if your liver is enlarged, though it's not always enlarged with this. Um, and and then imaging tests can also help, um, including ultrasound, a, a CT scan or MRI. Um, these are things that um, are commonly used to assess or that might pick up changes in the liver tissue. Um, they also can use some vibration kind of scans that use sound waves to see if the liver has gotten stiff, which can happen with the scarring that I talked about. Um, and also liver biopsy, which is the most, you know, gold standard. That's the gold standard for diagnosis of this. So, you know, I mentioned the name chain and that was done um, to reflect what the actual cause driving this kind of fatty liver disease is. 
And it was changed from being non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, um, which is a (laughs) non-cause, to be called metabolic dysfunction associated steatotic liver disease. And that's that's a mouthful, right? Um, But basically, um, M-A-S-L-D, MASLD. Um, instead of nafldy, masaldy is kind of one way people could say it. But um, and it includes people who have um, what's officially called hepatic steatosis, fatty liver, and at least one of five um, cardiometabolic risk factors. So that reflects a more accurate understanding of what's driving this disease, because this is clearly related to metabolic dysfunction. Um, As I mentioned, when I went through those risk factors, you could hear that people that struggle with obesity, with with type 2 diabetes, with insulin resistance, um, those same processes are driving the pathophysiology of this liver disease abnormality that's happening and increasing in percentage in our country. So now you might be wondering, well, what on earth can be done um, if somebody finds out they has have this? Well, as I mentioned, the earlier stages um, um, can be reversed. And w- some of the things that would be recommended would be, first of all, if, you know, if you are someone that's drinking alcohol and, you know, maybe you've been identified as having this type of metabolic driven fatty liver disease, you know, limit or avoid alcohol completely um, because, you know, that's also something that's well known to cause liver damage. And there's no reason to add on insult to injury and add on another um, driver to this disease. So that would be the first step if you're drinking to quit drinking um, because that's just going to make everything worse. Um, the next step is the things that you're doing in your healthy lifestyle habits. You're trying to, if you're trying to lose weight, keep doing that. Um, keep making changes to decrease your portion sizes, to decrease your processed food, um, to decrease the um, the simple sugars and the especially the, you know, the the sweetened beverages are very big because those tend to be fructose sweetened and fructose, um, you know, high fructose corn syrup seems to be more of a concern in the way it just hits the liver. Um, And many people think that that drives it even more so than just other forms of sugar. So cutting out sweetened beverages would be a huge benefit. Um, And making the changes that we've talked about on many of my episodes in order to lose weight will also benefit your liver in terms of um, hopefully helping to decrease the risk of fatty liver being an issue for you of this kind of fatty liver. And also, you know, obviously talk with your doctor about what medications you're on that maybe can be adjusted if they are a concern for side effects that could worsen your liver issues. So these are all and all of this obviously should be discussed with your physician. not only that, but exercise can definitely help with um, reducing liver fat, okay? Fasting, intermittent fasting, you know, that can also, that's been shown to help reduce liver fat. Calor- just reducing overall calories, if you're not somebody that's taking a, an approach that includes intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating, um, an overall decrease in total calories will help. Um, but that exercise, what what the you know, what has been shown is that the you'll see the recommended 150 minutes of moderate to intense aerobic activity weekly. That um, has been correlated in research to show decrease of liver fat. 
And it's important to go ahead and take this seriously, take these these steps seriously. If you have been told that your liver is um, starting to show any signs of damage, um, because remember, once you progress to um, those later stages and you've got so much scarring on your liver that it stops functioning properly, um, you know, your, your liver could just start to decompensate and then it's not going to be something you can reverse. So while it's possible to reverse it's very important to do what you can to do so. One of the other things that can happen besides um, liver complete dysfunction and decompensation in those later stages is, you know, cirrhosis or scarring can increase your risk of liver cancer as well. Um, you're also at higher risk of being vulnerable to infections that can inhibit the, the liver. And also, um, some inter- some unfortunate effects of what's called portal hypertension, where the blood pressure in the portal vein, which is one of the v- veins in the liver, becomes too high. And that can lead to a whole lot of other issues as well. So, you know, there are also medications that um, have been shown to, to potentially help that you can talk to with your physician about. Um, but basically, I just want to be sure you know that these are, these are, this is a concern as well. And, and there are people that might have what would be considered a normal weight. Like they, maybe they aren't overweight or obese, but their liver is showing the signs of this metabolic dysfunction that can cause some serious long-term health issues. So you may be someone who is a healthy weight, but your liver is carrying extra fat that's causing problems. So it's just important to be aware that this is a, a, a growing concern, um, that a large portion of the population is dealing with. But in any case, I hope this has been helpful. I hope that understanding kind of a bigger picture of how our habits can improve, not just what is obvious to us on the outside of carrying extra weight. Maybe we, you know, we can see, you know, we can notice, you know, if, if our joints are hurting and um, because we're carrying extra weight, we can tell if we're uncomfortable um, in our clothing, you know, we can, we can sense when we're having a harder time, um, keeping up with the things we want to do. Um, but we might not see some things going on under the surface, like in our liver and, you know, the, the choices we make day to day, just the small choices we make day to day can really add up to impact in a positive way, um, cultivating health, even in our liver cells. So I hope that that can encourage you to, you know, even if you're not seeing numbers on the scale changing as you're making healthy lifestyle changes, understand that as you increase um, your fruits and vegetables, as you decrease your sugar-sweetened drinks, as you exercise regularly, um, these things benefit you. They really benefit you, even if you're not seeing a scale change. So keep at it. Be consistent. Um, I hope that's helpful, and I hope that you'll have a great week and come back again next week for more. Thank you for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this, I'm going to ask you to do a couple of things. First, please leave a review for me. This is how people find the podcast. Secondly, y'all sharing is caring. You can actually easily share this episode or a podcast entirely with a friend. Just text it to them. Lastly, if you're looking for more encouragement and direction from me, go sign up for my free newsletter. It's called The Extra Helping. You can go to www.joyfulweightloss.com. That's joyful spelled with two L's. And then when you're there, click on The Extra Helping to sign up. 
That's all for now, y'all. Don't forget to be sure you're subscribed and tune in again next week for more. Thank you.